The world is waking up to the power of music NFTs. Now, if you follow the channel, you know it is no surprise to you. I love music NFTs. I am excited about the future of this technology. And in today's video, we are going to get into the power of NFTs, the future of NFTs, and the current state of music NFTs, platforms, different ways you can mint them, different projects, a whole host of things. So let's get into it. Now, if you're new here, my name's Tom, and on this channel, we talk about music marketing, branding, business, crypto, and a host of other things that are going to help us move from making music as a hobby to making music as a business. In today's video, we're talking about music NFTs specifically, but today's video is a little different than what you normally see on this channel. I recently sat down with my friend Barry from NFT Music Info, and we had a great conversation about the current state and what we think the future state of music NFTs is and ultimately will be. Now, before we hop into our conversation, make sure you head over to NFT Music Info, subscribe to Barry's channel, and comment on his videos and tell him what a great job he's doing exploring the future of this technology and what it can mean for us as independent artists. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Barry from NFT Music Info. Tell me kind of like what your channel is about, aside from the obvious. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I've set up NFT Music um, Info about six months ago yeah. because I'm um, a synth pop synthwave artist myself, known as Cyber Monday. And I've been, you know, making music since the age of five. And when I first encountered NFTs and researched about it, I realized the potential for musicians. And I thought, wow, this, this is going to be the future. So, for me, I personally found it quite complicating to begin with. Uh, you know, if you've got to set up MetaMask and all the rest of it just to get on OpenSea. So I thought, well, I really wanted to be a YouTuber as well, but I could never find the subject matter of what I wanted to cover. But I was so interested and motivated by all of the NFT platforms and all of the music NFT projects that were coming in the space that I thought I really need to be talking about this and, and just raising awareness. So yeah, I cover things like, NFT platforms, sometimes dedicated music NFT platforms, as well as music projects as well. Okay, cool. Um, I guess since you're going to be posting this on your channel, I should probably introduce myself too. <laughs> um, so I, uh, my name's Tom. I've been, I've been posting videos to YouTube for several years. I started out doing a daily vlog. I uh, did that for like eight or nine months and burned out like many YouTubers do. Uh, and then since I've like moved into like music marketing and really talking about like how to grow on Spotify, how to build a business uh, as an artist rather than like how to be seen and uh, like get a label. I don't think that a label should really be a factor in what you do. Um, I think you should be focused on building a business as an artist. And so that's kind of been my whole thing as a, uh, I guess, as a YouTuber and as an individual and as an artist. And I release my own music to kind of like test things to show what works and what doesn't. So basically, like if you're, if you're a producer on a budget, let me spend the hundred dollars on the playlisting platform and I'll tell you if it's good or if it sucks, then you don't have to spend your hundred dollars on it. Right. <laughs> so that's right. my whole thing. Um, and I, I was late. 
I feel like I was late to the crypto game. Um, I guess technically we're still very, very early. So very early. <laughs> yeah. Not say I was early, but at the time I felt like I was late. Um, and I really, I had like heard about Bitcoin and, you know, equated everything with Bitcoin as everybody does. Then started to learn more about Ethereum and the differences there and started to be like, okay, this is really cool. It's like a global computer. This is different than just currency. And I bought some tokens. I, you know, went through Coinbase like most new timers do and paid the fees and kept everything on the exchange and all that stuff. And then I started to learn more about NFTs. And I don't really remember exactly what the first thing was that turned me on to it. I think it might have been CryptoPunks I heard about. I don't mm-hmm. own a CryptoPunk, unfortunately, but I think it was the first thing I heard about. And my first thought when I fully grasped the concept of what an NFT was, was this could fundamentally deconstruct and reconstruct the industry of music for the better. Because I have long held this belief that the music business is one of the most ripe for destruction industries on the planet. Um, Like, I mean, you've seen so many other industries be disrupted by technology, like Uber and Lyft completely destroying taxis, Mm -hmm. Airbnb completely destroying hotels and and so on. Yeah. And, and I just thought, why hasn't something come along that's done that to music yet? Because it feels like music is set up in such a way that the people who are actually making the art benefit the least. And then I, when I really started to grasp the concept of NFTs, I was like, Oh, wow, this is the thing. Now how it's going to get implemented is still getting figured out dramatically. I think, I think there's a lot of things that are yet to be seen with how music NFTs can change the business. But my first thought was this, this is the thing that will change it. And so I have started on my channel to talk more about crypto, talk more about NFTs. Sometimes those videos don't do as well because I'm the music marketing guy, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay. My channel has always been about exploring what interests me and happily finding other people who are interested in the same things like yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to keep talking about it because I, I like you really believe in the power of the technology. No, that's great. I think that's wonderful. There's so many platforms out there and they, they are growing all the time. They're changing all the time. So yeah. when I, um, I try and be put on as many as possible. So by the time you've published that video, it, it can be out of date depending on what, what the developers have been working on, on that platform. Yeah. So that can be a bit annoying because originally I, I reviewed, I think like 20, platforms all about nft some just streaming like audius um others where there's a mix like rocky.app is, is an interesting one because they do streaming and nfts on the same platform but you know that's that's what i found some have even renamed themselves and rebranded themselves since i lasted their video so it's it's hard to keep up if i'm completely honest but yeah i'm, I'm the same as you though it's all about building awareness for me it's not about how many views i get on this particular video there is a project that i definitely cover a hell of a lot which is called um nft art finance mm-hmm. now they have the enter.art platform as well as the enter.audio platform so the audio platform is dedicated for musicians to produce their nfts 
And there's a launch pad so that anybody can do that. But I've been reporting on them. Probably 60% of my videos are about that project. So I'm just so excited about what they've done and what they've achieved in such a short space of time. So yeah, there's a lot out there. Um, and I'll just continue to keep updating people on, on, on these, uh, on not just platforms, but also strategies about just something that I've really um, recently realized, and I think you know this since day one, since you've been doing this, is how important discoverability is for an artist. Mm -hmm. If you can get onto an NFT project platform early, chances are you'll be on their front page and you'll get a ton of sales initially. Yeah. Um, even with just art NFTs, I've been doing this on crypto.com, which is recently, um, it's an exchange, but they've recently built their NFT platform. Now, you can't release music on there yet. It's uh, not even movies, just not MP4s, just literally JPEGs, that kind of thing, and GIFs. But they, the, um, their front page was literally newest arrivals, you know. So whenever anybody posted an NFT, you'd be on the front page. And then the more people that would put NFTs after you, you'd, you'd go down. And the sales I was getting from that was incredible. Um, but then again, as luck has it, they changed the filter and decided to have something completely different. So discoverability is so important because you're right, you feel like you're late in the game, but you're not because you, you can't possibly be the first artist out there to be on this particular platform. There's going to be a ton of others before you. But if you can find a way to get discovered, to get featured and not give up, I think that's what we'll see artists do. Yeah, I, I think it's like figuring out mentally where to position this in an artist sort of like arsenal of things that you do. You've got your music that you release to streaming platforms. You've got music that you sell. You've got merchandise. And I think uh, an easy thing to say is like, well, music NFTs are just kind of like a different form of merch and CDs or records or whatever. And that's kind of true, but also at the same time, it's a it's completely own thing. It's like a, a whole new segment of what you're doing that's been added in. And you can come up with really cool incentives that are attached to these tokens to build communities, to create access to fan clubs and memberships and, and VIP experiences. You know, if you wanted to do a live stream uh, concert for just your one of one token holders, you can program that into a smart contract so that they can't even access the stream without logging in with their wallet. And like, if you, if you are an artist and you know how to program, you're going to win right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, what a skill stack to have. If you can do both of those things, now is the time to pounce. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the most one of the most difficult things for me right now is not just figuring out which platform to pursue, but also which blockchain to pursue. That's been a tough one that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, I put a bunch of NFTs on OpenSea on the Ethereum mainnet, mm -hmm. and sales just ground to a halt because yeah. gas fees are so high. Crazy. I mean, unless I'm buying a board ape, there's no sense in paying $300 for a transaction. It's stupid. Yeah. I mean, and you feel the same way for your, for your fans, right? You feel exactly, you wouldn't feel fair doing that. To them, yeah. So. I, I feel like a jerk. Like, Hey, I put a one of one for, you know, 
0.25 ETH on OpenSea, but it's going to cost you just as much to buy it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's not, that doesn't seem like a fun experience to me. I don't want to ask people to do that. I've had, mm-hmm. I've gotten messages from people like, hey, I was super pumped to support you and buy some NFTs, but here's a screenshot of the gas fees. Like, dude, I don't yeah. blame you. I wouldn't have bought it either. And it's been crazy recently. I mean, it, it was getting to over $300 just just to get stuff out there, you know. I mean, there was um, there's a platform called Foundation, and I, I've sold one item on Foundation for 0.1 ETH, and I was really super pl- pleased about that. Yeah. Um, and you want to, you know, if when you get a bit of success, you want to you want to try and do something else, you know, because you want to make sure that you've got stuff available on the platform. But then it was looking at over three hundred dollars to list. It was looking at three hundred dollars to mint. And I was like, wow, you know, that's a, not just an investment for me, but a huge investment for whoever's buying it. And it, I'm holding on to a lot of my NFTs that I've spent so much time on mm-hmm. because it, it, it's frustrating for me that I, sh- that a, I should have to pay it and that the fans should have to pay it as well. So for me, it's frustrating. OpenSea did something interesting in that they enabled Polygon, which is Matic, which is great because it's gas-free. But it's being labeled by some people on YouTube as like the spam blockchain or, you know, because because it's free, everybody's just putting anything on there. And I love it. But if that's the perception, it would be quite unfortunate because I think there's huge potential with with Matic and Polygon on on OpenSea. Um, And I've got stuff on both. I've I've got to the stage where, okay, I don't want to charge fans too much ETH gas fees. Um, so I'm going to put it on Polygon as well. And then you're defeating the object. Well, then it's not one of one NFT. Then it's like 10 on this side and 10 on that side. Yeah. So it's coming up with the strategies that align to the technology that's out there is going to be really important, I think, for artists as well. Yeah. I think that I, like right now, it's it makes a lot of sense to be testing a lot of different networks. And so you have yeah. to be thoughtful about how you do that. Uh, and, and just how I think just transparency and honesty about what you're doing is really the best course of action. You can say, you know, this collection of NFTs, uh, I have 10 NFTs. They're all one of ones. These are one of ones that exist on the Ethereum mainnet. There are also a set of one on ones on Polygon, but they are a different set of one of ones because they are on different networks. Mm-hmm. And I think that Ethereum's probably going to continue to reign king if you own a token that is on the ethereum mainnet i feel like you've made it that's we'll call that the major label of music nft sales right you've made it but i think that just as there are countless musicians worldwide who earn a very good living and neither of us have ever heard of their names there are going to be many multi-millionaire crypto holders selling NFTs in the music space on Binance Smart Chain and Solana and Flow and all yeah. these other networks that have come out that have very minimal transaction fees. I mean, my, I myself, for whatever reason, I find myself drawn to the infrastructure of Solana. I think the Solana network is really cool. I think it's really well thought out. The mm-hmm. structure is great. It's almost non-existent, but it, it is there. Some of the NFT platforms that I find on there are really well put together and really well yeah. thought out. Um, so I think that's probably going to be the one I lean into testing next. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think that's the name of the game right now. You just got to, you can't know unless you meant something and put it on the network. That's the only way to yeah. know. See that's right. Definitely agree. Um, and there's so much choice out there. Um, and that's why I, another reason why I try and feature on my videos is, is as many platforms as I can come across, you know, and I tell people to put in the comments, let me know. Um, if you just want to put streaming on and you want to not put stuff on Spotify or you just want to be on the blockchain, there's Audius. You know, you can just upload your music just like SoundCloud mm-hmm. and you're on the DeFi um, blockchain and, you know, people can stream and find you and discover you straight away. If you want to make your own NFTs, maybe you just want them purely audio, then you might want to look at um which platforms can can actually do that? Things like enter.audio, you, you put like a front pick and then you upload your music, you can do that. Um, there's lots on OpenSea, but it's it's such a flood of, of so much on there. OpenSea, I think of as the eBay marketplace of NFTs. 100%. Yeah, and it, it's as big as eBay as well. So, but there's loads of choice out there. There's, there's some you'll find you have to submit your music to apply to be on the platform um you know there's platforms such as one off there's serenade and uh they mainly feature famous artists so um there's no harm in applying right that's the thing right. um but there's there's there is so much choice that there's stuff coming up that's going to be really interesting things like opulus um from ditto music things like royal from blau the famous nft dj now that's going to be um, possible for you to maybe own 50% of your unreleased track, but then you sell um, 51% share of, of that song uh, to investors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that. so there, there's these things coming up that aren't released yet, but there's a lot of hype about them, a lot of Discord channels, lots of Telegram, lots of people talking about them. So what I would encourage people to to do that are interested in is, yeah, just keep checking YouTube, you know. I think that's one of the best um, sources of information out there. And you're right, you've, you've just got to try different things, right, and, and see what sticks. Um, and, when, and you will get success if you keep going. I think that's the thing. But I've built a Discord channel purely um, for, you know, NFT platforms, but as well as my music to try and get a community going. And if you, you're right, Tom, if you can get a community going with your music and get people really excited about it, that that really helps too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like the, the core, one of the core tenets of the whole Web3 things community, I think. And it really all yeah. get people excited about it, get people talking about it, share your secrets. Um, mm-hmm. If you hop in a Discord uh, and see somebody making a project, ask them about it. Ask them what, yeah. they, what they make it on. How did they, where did they mint? What software did they use? Did they use an IDE to, you know, did they do it on their computer and then upload or did they mint it on the platform? What did they do? Um, ask, people will tell you. Uh, yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah, because they will help. Absolutely, they do. Um, so, no, I think um, it's really exciting. I'll be, you touched on Royal.io and I want to talk about that for a second because I am very interested to see how we move, if if we even move from music as a purely speculative asset as an NFT, like uh, a painting or an art, you know, piece of art, 
uh, to music as a cash flow generating asset more akin to real estate. Because right now, music NFTs, like all art NFTs, are purely speculative. You're, you're mm -hmm. buying with the hope that the value of this is going to increase. But it's not generating actual cash flow for you. Streaming music, on the other hand, is an asset that produces cash flow like a rental property. Mm -hmm. Depending on how big you are, it's slightly less than a rental property. But it's the same mechanics uh, still. But if we can figure out a way to marry the two where you buy a speculative asset that generates revenue at the same time, then I think we put real incentive in the hands of investors with deep pockets who are going to want to fundamentally change the fee structure of how artists are compensated. If mm -hmm. somebody owns 50% of the royalties for a piece of music, and they see what they're getting paid, they're going to be like, okay, somebody needs to build something better where you get paid better for this so that I can make some more money off of my assets. I think yeah. when that happens, when you get somebody with deep pockets who's a, a serial investor, let's say, and with connections in the tech world, that's where mm -hmm. somebody's going to build an, a new platform and you know, Spotify and Apple Music better watch out, I think. Oh, I think so too, definitely. Uh, yeah, plus the investors all you know want their return of investment and and they will push that music out yeah you can guarantee it they will be your promoters then right. actually helping you to to and that's then going to be rewarded on the artists themselves yeah. um you know the um the, when kelvin harris first came out he was managed by um a chap called mark gillespie and he's literally become an advisor for for opulus mm -hmm. uh, that was announced yesterday there's a lot of influential people kind of on the bandwagon now and, and have realized the potential of all of these NFT platforms. Um, there, there's a new one as well called noised.com mm -hmm. yep. um, where you can put your music out there and whoever buys it will actually own that that song, you know. Um, it's going to be quite interesting. Now, there's certain rules with that in that they have to release it under your name as the artist. Um, but obviously they will get the royalties for that song. But the incentive for that, for you as an artist, is that you're getting that upfront, you know, um, NFT price for what you sold it for. Right. So there's lots of different strategies going on. Um, and, th and that's why I, I encourage people um, to, to look into it if they're interested. Yeah, I think um, one thing I, I would say is if as an artist, as an independent artist, um, to play devil's advocate to the to the royalty thing, wade into the shallow end of the pool when it comes to yeah. away pieces of equity. Um, yeah. Start out owning the equity in your own work. Sell one of ones. Uh, when you sell an NFT as a one of one, you, you don't have to transfer ownership to the rights of that song. You're no. selling the one of one copy of that on the blockchain. So be very thoughtful about giving up equity early on, uh, especially if you feel like you've got something. Um, and certainly don't give away equity for your whole catalog. If you want to test it with one track, totally cool. Um, but I think long-term, just as a business owner, the more equity you can own in your own business, uh, the better for the most part, unless you're trying to scale really, really fast, in which case, you know, you take investment, give up equity and that kind of thing. So just be smart about the balance of that. Cause I think a lot of artists in the rush of like, Ooh, I made a thousand bucks off my NFT and all I had to do was give away the rights to it. Like, yeah. 
it's yeah. gone forever, right? Fearful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and there's there's I mean, I've got a huge back catalogue. Um, I'm putting everything on the USB at the minute just to see what it equates to. Um, and I think I'm over 600 tracks at the moment, which is crazy. Wow. But I'm, I've been very precious about releasing certain music as NFTs. You, you know, you're absolutely right, Tom. Don't let stuff go straight away. Yeah. Wait to see what other people do. Try and understand the patterns of what sells. Yeah. And and make sure you know if you do if you are going to do something like that that you're not mentally and physically attached to to a song so much that you know don't take risks at this stage let other people take the risks right. and then when you're comfortable then I think that's the best advice we can give exactly and there and there's also you know there's derivative works based off of your song like you can make a you know a ten thousand piece generative nft collection based around one song it doesn't have to be the song itself and that gets into very interesting territory especially if you're an artist that doesn't have vocals in your music mm -hmm. you can mix and match elements you can make generative work um that's something i would love to test at some point in the next year is to figure out how to make like a purely generative album of work so that when you mint the nft that creates the track the blockchain actually creates the track from elements that i've created um so who's the artist right like i think that would be pretty fun. yeah that does exist funnily enough i can't think it's on the tip of my tongue but i can't think of the name of the platform is that what euler beats does Something yeah like that's that. right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the same thing very similar it's yeah, I think it's a little bit more complex making a generative work with music because you've got to get the right tempo, the right key, the right chord progressions where parts mm -hmm. don't rub. Um, it's a little bit more complex than overlaying a hat and a shirt over top of an avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I do find um, those generative NFTs really interesting. From my point of view, I've I've struggled to. Um, make a successful collection on OpenSea from your music. Yeah. I've done like collectible cards that are fairly inexpensive and they go up in price the more sales that there are right. and put them on Polygon and, and ETH. But, you know, again, it's discoverability. Perhaps I haven't pushed that far enough. Right. But yeah, I think there's something about having a collection. There's there's an artist called Dill who, who I interviewed about a month ago. Yeah. And um, he's like a hip hop um, producer, he's great. But he's really good with his fans. He'll be like, if you buy one of my NFTs, you will get freebies. You, if, if you buy lo, like one of my platinum NFTs, you'll, you'll be sent stuff in the post, merchandise. I'll look after you, basically, is what he's saying. And, and that's something else that artists can bring. You know, they can look after their fans and offer them other things. I love to do free drops on OpenSea. Yeah. So quite often on Facebook, I'll find a suitable um, group and I'll just say, look, free free nft drop if you're quick and mm -hmm. um, if you like my music just send me the uh um the address and i'll, I'll send it straight to you and it's really easy to do that on OpenSea. Um, never do that without consent yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> people will open the wallet so in fact i've had the same problem of being on OpenSea, you know on youtube without thinking and i've been sent a ton of stuff and i'm like what is all of this <laughs> obviously because i've put myself out on youtube they can see yeah. my my wallet you know um but yeah there's there's lots of stuff but you have to, 
I think the biggest thing is don't give up, be patient. But if you if you don't get success straight away, don't give up. There's so much platforms to, to look into and so many different strategies for artists that, you know, this is going to continue for a long time. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that it's it's just the beginning. It's early days. I mean, you and I've been thinking about this for a while uh, because we make music. Um, there are people who are very, very fired up about this, who have really started to think about music as an NFT in the last six months. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're just getting started, like less than 10% of the at least the United States population, I believe, even has a crypto wallet. So, mm -hmm. like, well, that's cool. That's a lot better than the UK. I, th I think the U. In fact, that's the thing. The US have really gotten hold of this. I mean, you talk the other sense in that not many people have got it, but from my point of view, in the UK, it, people are still going. What is an NFT? People just don't understand. My friends, you know, they they just don't get the concept. Yeah. Um. So, but every other YouTube, um person talking about it is is american or canadian which i think is fantastic you know i think it's great hey i'm into it man I, well, i'll take the win <laughs> brilliant um yeah i think um i'm excited man i think it's really cool i i just recently discovered dill and i'm really happy to hear that you have connected with him because i was looking through um i found him on twitter he he posted a thread that someone shared with me, read it, loved it. Uh, so I checked out some of his stuff and looked at his OpenSea collection. And he really does. I think one of the things he's doing very intelligently is he's adding value after the sale of yeah. whatever it is you're getting, whether it's, a, you know, if you're just getting a trading card, you get a download or you get access uh -huh. to something or, um, you know, those kinds of things I think are very important. So I think if you, I also think it helps justify building in that value to the price of the nft because sometimes it can feel weird to be like i'm going to charge you know i'm going to charge one eth for a one of one that's a yeah. lot of money but mm -hmm. if you really provide a lot of long-term value on the other side of that it really justifies it over time i mean you get you get added to a telegram group of less than 50 people with the artist or you get free merch sent in the mail and you know yeah. tons of different things you can do so i think really being thoughtful about like Get creative. We're creative people, you know. Get creative about yeah. experiences that you give to your fans and your community. I think that's exciting. Absolutely. No, I think that's it's a really good thing to look after fans. And and the likes of Spotify don't always offer that because we we get the statistics back as artists, but we don't see exactly who's clicking on us, you know. Whereas <laughs> NFTs, we've we, we've got that wallet address. We we can even put if it's exclusive content. You can put in there please email me at your artist address and then you can contact them back you know you can use discord there's so many different ways to connect with fans now and i feel like that that wasn't really available before maybe on Bandcamp. yeah um but you kind of push to do that more so with nfts because you want to really care for people yeah and it feels like simultaneously you get to you get access to plug into all these avenues of discovery but you own your platform because it's your wallet address directly connecting with other wallet addresses. You go through Bandcamp or even YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, that platform is the hub of you connecting with others. In crypto land, it's your wallet to mm -hmm. your wallet. That's it. There is no middleman. No, it's your data as well. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, cool, man. Um, this has been awesome. 
It's been great. I really appreciate it, Tom. So that's it for this video. I want to give Barry a huge uh, thanks for having me on his channel as well as being on my channel. It was great to trade some video time and to sit down and talk with somebody who really knows their stuff about NFTs and the future of music NFTs specifically. If you have thoughts about this video, if you have other platforms you want to see covered on this channel, make sure to let me know in the comments. And again, make sure you head over to Barry's channel and give him a sub. Now, before I let you go, if you don't subscribe to the channel, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And at the end here, I got a couple other videos you can check out. And as always, thanks for watching and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.